All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. I'm Cousin Sal here with my partner, Dave Damashek, who warned us on Friday. He said it's a cavalcade of sports. It's going to be maddening. We're going to be dizzy. And I didn't listen, Dave. Mm. I should have listened. I should have taken, taken your notes. I bet on everything. NBA, MLB. What else? NHL. There's UFC yesterday. Golf all weekend. Then turn it around today. NASCAR. I didn't do so. I didn't fare so well with the gambling, but people should have listened to you. They dove in head first. I think like me, a lot of people got hurt. And our audience, the audience of the second most popular sports podcast in all the land, should have listened to you. And I don't know that they did, but good job by you warning us. I I said it, as you know, as is customary for me, I said it as loudly as possible <laughs> in just my normal sure. speaking voice. But yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm getting emotional whiplash from all of this. Like every, it feels like hour or thereabouts, I feel like this is the greatest. And then as I, I don't know if this should keep going on. Ah, this is the greatest. Yeah, yeah. Is this really safe? I don't know, but I, I, I did my best to focus on the fun this weekend and uh, it was mostly fun, but some depressing stuff, both in terms of, uh, of the gambling side of mm. it. And then, uh, you know, the emotional side of it too. Like I say, for my room, we'll get to the emotional side, my hat and your hat kind of, no, you're wearing a pirate's hat, but your penguins had a, a draining loss. My Mets just continue. Ah, uh, we'll get to them in a second, but the bets are right. <laughs> we lost, uh, I had Kevin Harvick to win the, uh, the, the race this, uh, Today, we're taping this on Sunday night, plus 425. He came in fifth. That's a win for me. There's a lot of cars on that oval. So you come in fifth at, at the, what, 30, 28? That's good enough. I'll count that as a win. Dave, you had two You're bets. You're so close. Yeah, you came so close. Well, you want to talk about how close you yeah. got. I told you, I told you about one good bet, and the other team won. But, I mean, my team showed up and played it. I was like one off from being What correct. the hell are you talking about? Which right? one? I don't even know. I don't know. You're talking about your Harvick success. Oh, yeah. You were... Yeah. Uh, you were only off by four. I was only off by one in being. I like left, to so. say I was off by ten seconds, which seems a lot less than but mm. than fifth place, you know, because he was right there, right there. For ten seconds is nothing if you're walking down the street. But yeah, you had the Nuggets who didn't show up on Saturday, and you have the Blue Jackets. It's going no, on. No, indeed, that was embarrassing. Blue Jackets are going on now. I think they're up one nothing late uh, or mid third period. Let's get that so we don't get skunked, right? I don't want to go zero and three to start uh, start the season. You know how much I, I mean, I know that you'll understand the spirit of this, but I, but I expect that a listener or, uh, or 27 or more will think I'm very weird for this, but I'm so invested in trying to get one of these first two, our initial, uh, bets of the weekend. Mm -hmm. Correct. That I played Jean-Claude Van Damashek, my boy <laughs> on, uh, on NHL, um, 20, yeah. we played it and, uh, and, and I actually used the blue jackets to try you did. and perpetuate victory. and and i i i i you won, won. I, and i won soundly okay. so this should portent good things all right so we can count that um but let's good, jump good. into baseball here uh oh mm. odds we'll throw the uh odds out <laughs> i want i can't wait to hear i don't know i don't even know what to say anymore what's going on with the yankees <laughs> so embarrassing <laughs> we'll throw the odds out at you first that shouldn't change too much yankees dodgers four to one astros eleven to one Braves 13 to one. These are not going to change a lot, seeing as there's going to be 16 teams in the playoffs. And none of those teams that I mentioned really has a chance of being ousted of the, uh, of the 16. But uh, 
<laughs> my Mets, my God, have lost five in a row. Can I just say, I want to hear what you say about that, but I do want to say, what do you just think about overarching in MLB right now? I'm surprised because I thought 60 games, there's going to be some bum team that's going to, you know, because it happens yeah. pretty much every year. Some teams 9-0 and and like, whoa, are they good? And then by midseason, right. they're 500 or, or worse. But it feels to me like for the vast majority of results early on here, pedigree is winning. Yeah. Out. Isn't that unusual? Yeah, I'm looking but it does, but it doesn't always go that Yankees way. Yankees are about to be seven and one, Dodgers seven and three, you know, all these teams. Braves seven and three. Yeah, it's not gonna be uh I think the Orioles, and I'm not gonna say I think because I know because I had the Rays every day this weekend, the superior team. And in fact, on Sunday, today, I had them plus three and a half runs to not be swept. Not only do they not have to get swept, they can lose by three runs, winning one nothing in the seventh. They lose five to one against the Orioles, who batted eight times. Like they're the home team. I figure I'm I'm smart there too. No, Orioles win. So that's I guess that's your surprise team. I don't even know what the hell that team has, but there you go. But anyway, that that anyway, yes. Please yes, get please. into let the me main get, event let here me about get your metropolis. Done with the misery that is the the New York Mets, who have dropped five in a row, and that does not even. That at the tip of any kind of iceberg in a flushing iceberg going on right now. Jonas Cespedes, who teased us with a home run, a game winning home run in game one against division rival Braves to put the Mets at one and oh, and seemingly they were going to get to that uh, 32 and 28 mark, Dave, that I talked about that magic number that 42 <laughs> teams are going to end up with um, all all downhill from there. They've dropped five in a row. They took two from the Red Sox. They dropped the last two. They could have won. They had bases loaded in the eighth and the ninth. I think they're batting 160 with runners in scoring position. And then this morning, Jonas Cespedes, who's been out for a while, as you know, this was his big return year, and it's also his contract year. They go to the team bus is leaving, however it works, from the hotel. Nowhere to be found, Dave. They can't find him. So... (laughs) I get no to this and I'm like, well, the old me would have made fun of this. I would say, uh, well, was he attacked by a wild boar because he had that actually happen to him, which cr- created one of the many injuries um, he sustained. Or uh, maybe it was a big, uh, crazy uh, car accident because he has all these Lamborghinis like Corolla-esque with these cars, fancy cars. So, But I was like, you know what? I've matured. I'm not going to say anything on Twitter until I hear anything. I see people making their jokes. I was like, oh, I would have said that. Oh, that would have been fun. That could have been fun. This could be serious. No, not the case. He up and left. He just took off. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he didn't tell anybody. <laughs> he left the hotel. What the hell goes on? He's like, he did it. He did it like he did it like, uh, like he was mad at the coach or something like Kelly Leak from the Bad News Bears. Like, I'm gone. I'm jumping on my motorcycle. I'm out of here. Please tell me what, what kind of behavior do we have to look forward to with these guys? I was actually thinking about what is, is there a sports movie? Is there a fictional version of something like this happen the guy, that the guy just doesn't show up? And of course, Wilford Brimley, we also wake up to the news about oh, yeah. him. And I guess Roy Hobbs kind of ghosted, but that's because he, you know, that's because his, uh, long-standing bullet wound opened up. Yeah, on, right. You know, so that, that, you know, nothing you could do about that. I don't think that happened to Jonas. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to say before any of the baseball implications of it, I do think that he has shown, I don't know if this is good behavior for a professional ball player, mm-hmm. but it is for the younger listener out there. This is a great life move. You know, you always hear about the Irish goodbye. I hope that's not politically incorrect. Ooh, to, you want um, to take that back? To attach it to the Jim Irish. Jim is Jim, but, is uh, it? But Jim Cunningham's Irish. We could ask him. He doesn't seem insulted by uh, 
No, I'm, I'm not insulted by it. I'm actually just jealous that he did that. It seems like a good idea. <laughs> okay. Isn't that, I mean, that this is something I figured out. I used to struggle because you know me, Sal. I'm vain and everything. Sure. So I feel like, oh, it's time to leave the party. All right, I better just say goodbye to mm-hmm. everybody. But of course, if you start saying your goodbyes, it's going to take 45 minutes to yeah. an hour and a half. Much better. Just go. All right. Just go. No, but like, what happened to him? It's almost heroic the way you vanish. And maybe that's what Jonas was up mm-hmm. to here. But you know, what? maybe he feared uh, a sequel of a, a boar attack if he tried to walk in there. <laughs> and he's this. I'm just going to vanish. I see time. what you're saying. But supposing you were paid 18 million dollars to attend that party, would you would you feel bad about leaving? Would you maybe tell at least the the host or uh, the the host wife or her husband, whoever lives there? I suppose, but as and I am not the first one to point this out. But uh, you know the the greatest trick the devil ever pulled um, is you know it isn't uh, whatever Kaiser Sose said it was. <laughs> the greatest trick is convincing random Americans to side with billionaires over millionaires, yeah. and, and that's basically the structure of ownership versus player level. And, um, and and I think that's the second time in two weeks I've now invoked that, uh, that same line, but, um, either way, you know, this thing of like, how dare he do that to the organization? I don't know. The organization do that all the time. The players don't they like, Hey, uh, come on in here. Close the door. I guess um, I just, the fact that I got duped, I went an hour hour without tweeting about it because I was, Worried about his well-being, and uh, this is what he. I guess it doesn't matter if he's going to opt out. He's going to opt out. We're not going to see him, whether or not he issues a sits down and writes a three-page apology, or if he just um, checks out without turning in his uh, room keys. It doesn't really matter. But that's it for the Mets. And I hate to say it, but what are we ten days in? I don't, I don't care about baseball that much. I'm sorry. Maybe it's what's looming ahead, and we just see that you know equipment managers are coming down with the C19, and that's like delaying games and teams and they have to for potentially forfeit games in the later at the end of the year. Uh, I'll tell you what, Dave, let's, let's make a bet here over under 13 and a half more days before Manfred pulls the plug on this. Why are you laughing? <laughs> well, I mean, let, there are those and, and not loco fringy conspiracy theorists have begun now really talking about in earnest, like, Maybe this was the owner's plan all along oh. in MLB. Maybe they just didn't want a season. Um, I don't know. Yeah, the way it's tracking, it's not good. And the the thing that it's hard to justify if you're, you know, at any level of Major League Baseball, how do you sign off on Rob Manfred going forward? I mean, how do, you have two other examples currently succeeding in the NBA and the NHL, yeah. and this is just a complete S-storm in MLB. Yeah. So I don't know in the short term how how you have any confidence in Manfred, but the gathering storm, Mm -hmm. because the main event, I think we can mostly agree, uh, most of the people listening right now, football is king. It is the American pastime. It is the king of all sports in America in the 21st century. It's going to be even worse. Well, that's what I'm looking at. And whether it's fair or not, what if if Goodell and company don't get this right with positive and negative examples to play off of, it's going to be even worse for pro football. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. And the extra time doesn't seem like they're learning anything. I don't know. I just keep my fingers crossed. I don't know what I'm crossing my fingers are, that their uh, NFL's arrogance will reign supreme and they'll just push through it and uh, 
and uh, ignore protocol. And we're going to, again, like you said, we're going to have to decide, oh, what are we rooting for here? They, they, they do 40,000 tests a week, 40,000 tests a week. And it's, uh, it, it's similar to the whole thing. Like, oh, what, what you threw out that half a Subway sandwich? There are kids starving in Ethiopia. It's like, well, yeah, I know that nobody in Ethiopia was getting that half sandwich. Probably no one is getting those tests that NFL players were getting or uh, are, are taking from the public theoretically, but you do start to feel that way. You feel crappy about sports. And that's why we can't jump in head first to all these, I think. Yeah. A, a couple of things with, with that. First of all, back to the party uh, analogy mm. or simile or whatever, whichever is the correct term. I'm sure Jim can uh, tell us mm. which one it is here after I share it. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like I live my life. One of my guiding principles is I always want to get invited to every party, mm -hmm. but I want to actually attend very few of them. Sure. And, you know, but a lot of people kind of have that. And and you kind of vet, are you going? Did you get an invite to this? Are you going to go? Yeah. And you're like, eh, don't love the guest list. I'm not going to show mm -hmm. up either. I'm getting that scutchy feeling of like, oh, man, like all these people ain't showing up to the party. Is, is this? And then to make it even worse, I also, I hate massages and not I, the physical feeling of getting massaged is nice, but paying another human being to rub mm -hmm. me, you know, to physically toil over, over my mess that's called flesh and blood. Mm. I feel bad for them. Like it's my pleasure, but what about them? I can't enjoy mm. it. And I'm starting to get that feeling too right. with like, how far are we? Yeah, of course I want the, of course I want the sports to be played. I want to see football, but. I'm having moral yeah. uh, concerns, much like somebody's rubbing. Jim, you, except that uh, <laughs> in, in this case, it's uh, it's uh, somebody on the Patreon. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Heel producer Jim Cunningham was that an assimile? Was that what was that? A metaphor? Um, you know, at which all? one is longer and more rambling? <laughs> oh, Mister Mustache! How dare you! <laughs> I didn't show up here on a Sunday night to be attacked, <laughs> but congratulations. Look at you. Look at that. You got a chuckle out of cousin uh, Sam. Some muzzle like tough to you. Uh, uh, some, this that, Irishman. This Irishman's uh, is three deep already into the whiskey. I can tell he that. Is. That much I he do is. know. He did. He, but by he, the way, I do want to three deep when he had me uh, set up this Google Home thing that was supposedly going to get me better uh, internet. But um, I don't see any evidence of it. For the record, though, I, my, I I literally did stumble into that. And as I said, massage patriots, that has nothing to do with. Ownership. Oh, OK. That was an accident. That was, <laughs> that was collateral damage directed. Gotcha. At now, you that's know, a Freudian not, not slip, I think, at that, if, if I know anything. Yes. Um, sad note, Thurman Munson, uh, 1979 mm. plane crash. I believe it was in Ohio, right? Was it like in uh, somewhere in Ohio? That sounds right. Yeah. And one of the great, um, obviously one of the great uh, catchers sure. when we were real little kids, you know, yeah. I can't claim. I vaguely do recall him, actually. I think that my earliest baseball memory, in fact, does include those Yankees playing the Dodgers, uh, the Reggie Jackson and, yep. uh, you know, that, that that era and everything. And I always remember Thurman Munson. Remember he had the orange um, shin yeah. guards and for the some chest reason? protectors, oh. right? Oh, oh, yeah. That was yeah, very yeah. weird on the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it was really strange that he did that. But um, I, you know, obviously uh, sad that he he died an untimely death. But I remember most from that uh, from when he died that uh, my sister Debbie, who's a year younger, you've met mm -hmm. Debbie, of course, and uh, Debbie Debbie came running into into the room and said, "Oh my God, you guys, Herman Munster died." <laughs> I'm like, "What, well, Herman Munster?" <laughs> 
but that is true she was right it wasn't until years later but yeah she actually be right on that herman munster uh i was about seven when this happened the my next door neighbor louis d'ambrosio huge yankee fan which is probably why i was a mets fan can you imagine being a contrarian even at like six and seven years old like oh he's rooting for the yankees they're good i'll be miserable and root for the mets and uh, 41 years later, guys oh, will just no. start quitting the team. Oh, no. Yeah, I rooted for the That's Met. your origin story Not, with the Metropolitan? The, 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 true story, oh, no. the true story is my father. My father was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. He hated the Yankees, and I wasn't going to be a Yankee fan. He just picked up the National League team after the Dodgers moved to L.A. So that that makes it a... Uh, the other thing about my father is he right now, as a 79-year-old man, wears a Michael Conforto jersey to Mets games. So I was like, oh. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't even like. Do we have the issue? We should make some. Rules I don't even like wearing a hat like- anymore. I think it's lame. I don't know, but but uh, yeah, when, because he's Italian. Yeah. You see, he's as far as he knows, he's the last Italian Met <laughs> player. Uh, the Lee Mazzillis of the world are gone. But anyway, Louis D'Ambrosio, big Yankee fan. Munson cries. He wore black for two weeks, and that's one of those things I can't believe. Forty. That was forty-one years ago. I don't remember it like it was yesterday, sure. but I certainly remember it. That can't be 41 years ago, Thurman Munson dying. It that we have reached a weird station, Sal. There are so many markers uh, that that crop up. I mean, you know, multiple every week of things like, wow, we're we're officially old mm-hmm. now. We're officially the old yeah. men spinning these uh these yarns. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I'm sure no like the the fact that it's funny to you that she didn't say that Debbie didn't say Thurman Munson, <laughs> she said Herman Munster. Yeah. I'm sure Jim and uh, and people his age are like, I don't know who either one of those people Jim, are. Jim, what do you think? And Do you know Jim? Do you have any idea what we're talking about here? Yeah, I know who both of them you, are. You do? Yeah, my dad okay, was a big good. Thurman Munson fan oh, yeah. and Herman Munster fan, actually. Right. I used to watch the Munsters. They're yep. definitely the, the different people, right? Yeah, no, they don't even look anything alike. No. <laughs> um, well, while we're, uh, while we're on this, I think we had to save for later, but, uh, you know, we're talking about death and age and everything. And you, you mentioned him earlier, Dave, uh, Wilford Brimley died 85 years old, but he is, he is the go-to when you talk about, I can't believe he was only blank years old when he did that. You, you would think he was much older than 50 when he was in cocoon and, um, what, what else? Uh, the natural and we're going to go over his best movies uh whenever you're ready yeah. but unbelievable i'm ready i'll I, yeah i think we should also maybe with the uh, the help of the listener out there um i don't know hashtag extra points or sure. whatever we should really put together a proper and full hall of fame of these people who look that they suffer in the short term because they look old when they're you know not when they're maybe 40 45 mm-hmm but they end up winning in the end because they stay looking that age for the next four decades. So that is, I Brimley is right at the top of that list. The first lady of this hall of fame is Angela Lansbury who in murder, she wrote, like, if you ever see her, she looks exactly the same. Um, in, uh, you know, in, in, uh, the picture she made with Sinatra, um, what's it called? The, uh, Manchurian candidate. Mm -hmm. She looks pretty close to how she looks in, uh, and then, and she's still around. And she still kind of looks like a murder she wrote, which, by the way, was it was 30 something yeah. years ago. But anyhow, we're not here to honor anyone. A Sparky Anderson, oh, yeah. though, he's on that yeah, list. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I thought in uh, in honor and I feel that 
the natural talk about win play show. The natural is in my top three sports mm-hmm. movies. The win goes to slap shot. Really? No um, Hoosiers, huh? I thought for sure. Hoosiers, Hoosiers would be the top spot. Hoosiers two. Mm-hmm. And then I would put the natural as the greatest baseball movie of all time. I don't understand the cynics who don't get into it. I, th- I think right. it's the, the most perfect, baseball picture I, I mean i like field of dreams and i have to think about Bull it Durham i didn't know we that. were gonna discuss i can't i can't write i can't do it just yet but um anyway yeah, yeah so the natural obviously you know i like yeah. that but let's go win play show here in honor of the great uh brimley also don't do this <laughs> they listed i saw i think it was the new york post in their little blurb their little headline wilford brimley yeah. star of cocoon and quaker eights quaker oats, oats ads right. passes quaker oats ads passes away at 85 this is this was a guy this was an icon for 40 years mm. for the last 40 50 years of uh of american society and he gets that as his blurb yeah, right. you and i are in for i mean i'm glad that <laughs> i'm not going to be around to see what what my blurb says if that's what that's how they pass off brimley but i anyhow. mean yeah it's, it's as if they went to mr coffee for joe dimaggio instead of listing all his uh before before mentioning <laughs> marilyn monroe or the yankees but yeah you're right <laughs> Jimmy Johnson, um, who won Super Bowls with the Cowboys, a national championship with the U, and uh, and starred yeah. in Extends Wiener yeah. ads. He's on, um, he's on Survivor away. season twenty six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let's go th- um, th- three down to one in the show position. I'm going to go Cocoon, mm-hmm. of course. I think is his most famous picture. Sure, I think right? so. That's probably what he's mm-hmm. most associated with. Plays a lovely old man, makes a tough choice. Never really agreed with the choice <laughs> either in the, in the sequel. Okay, you go live forever, but it doesn't sound like it's just like, well, that's surviving. That ain't living. The right. way the aliens describe it, it's like, well, you'll be used to study and like teach our people. So like that Sounds doesn't good. sound fun at yeah. all. Like I'm just going to stay here and fish. Um, but then he likes it up there, but then he meets his grandson again. And then he's like, ah, you know what? Maybe I'll stay here and just die. Like, well, then that's a weird choice too. I don't like either choice he makes Mm -hmm. there, but okay. Place. I'm going to go with the firm. He's the security guard for the evil Mm -hmm. firm. And I really like this because we know him to be this lovable kind of older gentleman, but he plays an eat a bad guy and you buy it. And how he's spooky. (laughs) I wouldn't want that guy leaning on me. You better keep your lips shut. Or you're going to get what for Cruz, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to be in Cruz's shoes. And then in the win, Pop Fisher in the natural, my, my, my favorite scene in what I've already said is my, is one of my all time favorite sports movies, Pop Fisher with the also, uh, long gone now, Richard Farnsworth. Remember him, Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, uh, the mustachioed, uh, gentleman, He's great. The the uh, other coach and they're, they're just shaving in there and Hobbs can't make it and they're going to blow it. They're going to blow the pen. I just wanted to get the one world. I wouldn't even care if we won. Wouldn't even have cared if we'd won. Just wanted to get the one world series. And uh, he's like, you know, my mom wanted me to be a farmer. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, backlit like he just descended from the heavens. <laughs> Comes Hobbs standing in the doorway. You hear him. My dad wanted me to be a ball player. <laughs> <laughs> and and Pop Fisher stunned for a moment. He gathers himself and he says, "Well, you're better than any player I ever had, and you're the best goddamn hitter I that. ever saw." Look at that. Suit up. 
And then I'm going to go run through the wall right now. Wait, no, no, no. Stay, stay there. The stay show, there. But I'm tempted to. Well, I think I'm you're right. That, that is to, although I will say the cocoon thing plays right into what we're saying here. Everybody he was acting with, it was supposed to be his age was 25 years older than him. So that's in a way that <laughs> should be his best. Let me tell you a few other things. Well, first of all, I also loved him on Seinfeld. I'll go with your rankings uh, top, top to bottom, but yeah, he was Seinfeld, Seinfeld and being a mean guy. Think too. about it. Now he played the postmaster general trying to convince Kramer who had boycotted the mail to uh, start back up again, which is kind of fun to think about in these times. Cause we know these mail in elections don't work. <laughs> Forget it. Cause of the what I heard. Yeah. So many people say are saying uh, that that's also true. a bodyguard for Howard Hughes, which is interesting back in the day. And the thing that uh, jumped out at me the most played in the world series of poker main event more than once and made it to the, not, not the final table, but just missed out on it in 2001. So how about that? Well, for Brimley, we're going to miss him. Wow. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I think the poker thing is fascinating. Even ba- Howard Hughes. Yeah, that seemed gone. weird. I had to read that a couple of times, but Wikipedia is never wrong. So wonder if that was during the era when Hughes was, uh, was urine, was keeping his own urine in little oh, glass maybe. jars. Yeah, maybe. wonder if Brimley had any handling of that. <laughs> I think he would have killed himself back then. Um, NBA first weekend <laughs> thoughts, uh, Lakers plus two fifty, bucks plus two seventy five. clips three to one. Rockets and Raptors, 15 to one, and the Celtics, 18 to one. The Bucks, um, I don't even know what the score is. The Bucks, Rockets. I- I'll tell you what, I don't even care what the score is. I hate this Rockets team. I can't believe they're considered betting wise in the top four. I don't want to watch them anymore. They don't play any defense. They're playing small ball. They made a mockery of the league when they, and that, that Dallas game is exactly what I don't want to watch. It's exactly what I didn't miss in basketball. And, uh, and here they are. At 15 to one, I don't think they're one of the top five thing, teams. I think Milwaukee, Lakers, Clippers, Boston, and Toronto are the only five that have a chance. And that's what I thought in February as well. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I could see the Celts um, getting through in the East. That's a good, uh, a good thought there. I, um, I, the Rock, I, I, I'll tell you, I kind of disagree with you just as a one-off. I was really delighted watching that game the other night, the the Rockets and Mavs. I thought it was a lot really? of fun, a lot of a lot of talent. I'm, I just say that you know, from a pure, um, you know, it was a little bit like Blackhawks and um, and Oilers and, and Oilers in the end. Yeah, if they both Saturday, pulled the goalie, just so yeah, much, that's what it would be like. Yeah, yeah. yeah just I just mean so. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's equivalent of of that. Um, I did love Russell Westbrook when Harden. Um, in clutch time, mm-hmm. just threw a ridiculous, uh, you know, nonsense pass. And w- Russell Westbrook just could not hide his disdain. He was probably mirroring what you looked like, too, yeah. if, you, if you didn't enjoy right. watching what was going on. Russell Westbrook's like, you know what? What just, You could read his lips like, what was that nonsense? <laughs> what was that junk you were just doing out there? Um, I hear you. And also, is it my imagination or is James Harden gained 15 he's got he's gained the the covid 15 oh, interesting. Am, I, am i or am i crazy yeah i think he has i think there's a few and again far be it for me to uh as the as the wife uh just gave up and brought home mcdonald's tonight i was like great uh i'm on my way <laughs> uh, by the way I, I don't know sorry to bring this around to me but you know what do i do I, I i'm back on television and uh c19 is running rampant and what do i do i i just skate my way closer and closer to obesity that's how i fight it 
That's my answer to it anyway. But uh, yeah, Harden 15, I think so. <laughs> well, let's not forget. Let's not forget how your weekend started. Yeah, that's too. true. Wings and pizza and pizza Was and wings. Was that Friday? For, for a shit. For a table of I'm one. I'm done. I don't know what I'm going to I don't know how to get it back. <laughs> oh, maybe that was Thursday. It was Thursday. Yeah. I'm in trouble here. Oh, Thursday, I'm in trouble. Right. Harden, though. I think you're right. Uh, I mentioned Zion. We talked about Zion and the Pelicans who lost by, I don't know, they were losing by 40 at half. Uh, to the Clippers, who obviously wanted to avenge their loss to the Lakers. They had to get uh, stuff going. But again, Zion not really playing that much. I will say when he plays, this is what everyone will say about him playing. He's got like a minus 29 plus minus. Against we discussed this. It's more of a uh, more of a compelling stat for hockey, but it certainly speaks to his lack of defensive prowess out there. And that's why you don't want him in crunch time. And yet this is why the league put together this mini tournament at Disney. It's also, you know, I I feel like you're going to get your wish where the Rockets are concerned too, because um, these teams that are not, uh, you know, that are mediocre to to crummy defensively, you know, that James Harden is the personification of lighting it up and everybody rightly at this point kind of says, well, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do it when it counts most. Um, those cliches about defense is, you know, maybe go a little too far in football and otherwise. But really, if you know, if you can't get big stops in the NBA, are you really a contender no, for, for the crown? That's, I mean, that's, the, that's what Anthony Davis, Anthony Day. I mean, that, that Clippers game is the one that looms biggest to me now is that. You know, you can see against a high end, perhaps the second best team in basketball. Right. Um, you know, when you when you can bang a team around like that, you're cha- that's and the, that's as good a team as the Lakers are going to play. Yeah, I understand Montrez Harrell wasn't in there and everything, but still, you know, th- that physical presence is what's going to advance these teams when, uh, as it always. Does and as we speak, the, the Bucks are uh, up ninety eighty nine on Houston the end of third, so that looks like a close one. Wow, that's that's actually reasonable, but again. Teams like the Bucks and the Lakers, who are up six and a half games going into this bubble. I talked about it on Fox Bet Live. I was like, the fact that they even have to show up for these games, like it's like uh, Usain Bolt winning a race. But no, you still have to run until everybody else is done. You got to keep going in the race. So I guess it's good to get reps and get get your players in shape and everything. But I'm not sure how hard it should all be the 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 bat the 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 virtual fans or whatever they should all be Allen iverson just making that face <laughs> when he gave the press conference about practice like right. practice what do why why the lakers even have right. to do anything here i honestly i think that's a good yeah. idea regardless they should all be Allen iverson the virtual fans i want to see what that looks like mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. to your beloved nhl and the playoffs have started it's a lot of fun i think so far bruins tampa bay plus 550 Avs 7 to 1 Ten seven one. It feels like playoff hockey to me. Does it look like it to you? I know you had a crushing loss with the Penguins against uh, the Canadians, and it seemed like my attention was all over the place. But it seemed like the Pens had seven. They were down two nothing, but had seven of the last eight opportunities at the end to score. First of all, I I really enjoy at this point now if the Blue Blanque Rouge end up uh, knocking the pens out before the playoffs even really, really get going. I might have a, uh, a different thought on it, but I like this format quite a bit. And if, and I would maybe modify it a little bit. I don't think you need to go 12 deep in the conference and allow the 12th best team to somehow sneak in. But I do like the idea. You know me, I, I, I'm a, I, I'm a curmudgeon about it. I believe in, 
uh, a meritocracy for your postseason. I don't think you need to let everybody in, but I do kind of like that the top four are safe and sound there. And then the the rest have to kind of figure it out amongst themselves. So explain um, real quick what it is for those who are a little confused by that. The top sorry, four right. are so doing the top a round four. robin to get reps in so that they don't come up and have a buy. A total buy would be perfectly reasonable in, in many uh, in many forums. But I think they're worried that these teams won't have enough reps and they'll get a team to sneak up on them. The team that's hot, sneak up on them. So at least get some wins, right? Yeah. And then, and right. And then everybody else, they're, they're, um, eight teams mm-hmm. playing for the, um, the bottom four spots, mm-hmm. um, five versus 12 and, and so on. And the pens are the fifth best team. And we're really a great story given how decimate, I mean, really, I mean, uh, you know, San Diego slash LA chargers level decimated in terms of star power, um, mm-hmm. having to sit down. And yet they were right there with the best in, in a powerhouse conference. Um, but this is, you know, this is the way you start. The pens may have the most high end offensive talent, top heavy kind of talent. And what we've seen, they've won three Stanley cups with Crosby and Malkin, but man, the way you slow them down is those superstars. It's very similar. If you're new to hockey and just checking it out because of, uh, the circumstances that we're in, it's kind of like think in the early days of Peyton going again up to Foxborough when he just couldn't get anything done. Mm-hmm. It's predicated. Belichick uh, bases his defense around the the notion that the ego of the offensive coordinator and the star QB will not be able to resist trying to force something at some point. If you keep it close, at some point they're going to be. I got to win this. I got to do it myself. And and that's pretty close to what you yeah. saw if you happened to catch the game on Saturday night with the Penguins. That's how you get them. Is you just go skill free and just stack up the neutral zone. And, uh, but you don't want to go uh, down too well, right? (laughs) That's, uh, that's correct. I do not. I think that would be bad in a best of five series. I I would, uh, (laughs) I would not like to see that, but for the most part, that being said, separating my, my, uh, emotional angst. Um, the thing I, I will say also about it is I've seen a lot of darling little posts about like, this game is torturing me. I can't take it. And I love it because sports are back. Yeah. I agree with that uh, till, uh, but just put the period halfway through that sentence. I don't love no. it at all. I, I, it's amazing how, you know, like uh, Rome, uh, in uh, Harry Met Sally, like all those stories mm-hmm. about like, we didn't see each other for 47 years and we bumped into each other and we were back in love right yeah. away. Like that happened to me, like, except I was immediately really PO'd about the Wilford pen. Brimley like, I was really upset was about only it. 19 in Harry Met Sally. Did you know that? No, he wasn't. In there. <laughs> uh, I got to say, I like this, Dave. I mean, obviously, I love doing a podcast with uh, Simmons, too. But here's the thing. You're coming at it from the same perspective from Penguins, his uh, Patriots. The Penguins have had a ride at the top. You know, you've been there. You could certainly be like, ah, it's all gravy. I'm not going to get worked up over it. Um, that's what Simmons does. A big Patriots loss. I'd be licking my chops. Let me get in there. They lost a Sunday night game. We're on mic in 20 minutes. He's like, yeah, it's all right. We suck. We suck this year. Doesn't matter. It's like, well, I, I, I can't, I don't even get a chance to, to dig at you. I, I can't, I can't pick away at the carcass. Nope. But I, I like that. It bothers you. I really do. It bothers me. And guess what? I don't, I'm not sure who this Simmons character is, but, uh, <laughs> but either way, anybody who claims that, is lying to you and maybe to the man in the mirror oh, as wow. well. Be- they they care. They 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 just don't want to have to deal with it. They they don't want to have to hear the nonsense. They okay. Care. They care. Uh, they care, but good. That being you, said, you care, Simmons. I, what am I? I I'm know gonna, you care, Simmons. I'm gonna get upset. I've got three Stanley Cups from uh, 
from Kid uh, Crosby and company. I'm not going to bellyache too hard like about that. it, but my my the Buckos by comparison, I I would just like a relief from having to pay any attention to mm. the Buckos. Who I I the math on it is if this were a full 162 game season, they'd be tracking right now to 36 and 126. Take it. Take it. It's all right. <laughs> Listen, the over under. So you're okay. A- the over under is 13 and a half more days. So all the Yankee fans, Dodger fans, everyone rejoicing. I'm sorry, but uh, it's, it's, it's and our pal Simmons and Hench and uh, all the other Boston people right now are also licking their wounds right now. They're very cross about the fact that the Bruins were in in a loaded um, Wales right. conference. I don't call it the Eastern. I'll never do that. Um, the Bruins were the best team, and yet they still had to play the Flyers, and the Flyers whipped them, but right. good in game one. So now they're going to be extra upset about that if they get a, a really tough draw in the uh, second That's round. That's awesome. Uh, two good things right now. Your Blue Jackets pick is a winner. They won 2 nothing. All right. So, so we're off the shot. I'm, I'm the virgin winner split, on, on, on the show. Right. You split your best bets. I lost mine. That's one. That's a good thing. And second thing I want to point out about hockey, they get their shit done. August 11th, the first round already. So that's like, um, that's a little more than a week away. Then I'm, then they're done, October 4th. That's it. We'll be around for two months and uh, see you later. We're going to get out of there. We're not screwing around. Most of us are Canadian. We know how to control this thing somehow. So um, in and out. Good for you, NHL. Good job by you. What's your in, what, in and out? Oh, Another Wilfred Brimley right, movie. Right. His last really good one, I think. And probably, probably a, my played. dinner tomorrow. If, uh, if my wife is so look, no, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on, <laughs> Dave. Any what else? What uh, else you want to talk about? Yes, I got nothing else. We're well, good. you know, I feel I feel good then. Why why do we have to force the action here? You know, we we've covered it all. We've said it all. We've covered. Uh, I will say one last thing about us being old. Yeah, I mentioned last week Jean Claude Van Damme. That's your son, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, and uh, a a loyal listener of uh, already to this program and uh and another one i do daves of thunder mm. um is uh checked in to say um he's a he's thanks for everything i'm going off to college this new show is gonna is great gonna be listening to that and the other show and um he's like i never knew that uh who i he sent me a picture i don't i just discovered who this person is jean-claude van damme <laughs> oh, no. i never heard of him before oh no <laughs> <laughs> what Wow. Well, so I just made up Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> it's anyway, like John it Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah, you're just making up things in your head. You're, you're a crazy person. That's all it is. Let me just give you an over on <laughs> Well, that much is uh, Halfway through the fourth quarter, the Bucks lead by three over the Rockets. How many three-pointers do you think the Rockets have attempted? Halfway through the fourth quarter. <laughs> I saw the number. You did? Yeah, I was what do you mean? I was looking at that and no, I saw the other oh. day what the on the, what their season seven minutes is. left. I was looking at that. Um, what do I? I don't, I'll go twenty-two, <laughs> fifty-four. <laughs> they're nineteen for fifty-four, and they're in the game. But shit, this is crazy. I don't even know what we're watching anymore. <laughs> it isn't. It really is. It, it, I mean, you know, people do yeah. say. I love those conversations about. Jordan's Bulls versus uh, versus uh, you know yeah. the the high end Golden State teams and mm-hmm. everything. It I I really do of all the things in sports. If you could match generations, that would be one of the most fascinating. That if you could actually get all those guys in their prime to see what that looked like. Well, Scottie Pippen would be hell on Clay Thompson. Yeah, like 
Yeah, they would also be chasing those guys oh, yeah. all around the arc. It would be so foreign to them. Yeah. It would be fascinating. Yeah, Danny to watch. Ainge was a great three point shooter, and he was like one year it was like seventeen for you know forty or something. <laughs> this is like that was like a good year for a three point shooter. Um, exactly. All yeah. right, that's our show, Dave. I, I got to say, I, I I think I discussed this with you. People are like, oh, podcasts need to be an hour. No, why does everything need to be an hour? Why did, since we're growing up, everything needed to be an hour? Doctor's appointments, yeah, you'll go from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Classes in college, 55 minutes or an hour 20 if it's Tuesday, Thursday. I don't, I'm not buying it. We get through our shit in 37 minutes, we're good, right? Is that what we've been kibitzing for, 37? I don't know, maybe even less. Uh, 40 minutes, right there. And okay, greatest 37 of all time. Let me time. tell you something. I'm gonna have, we're going to have to open up some time. Maybe it'll even be more. We got, I think I could say it because we have her under contract. This is very difficult to, to get done, square away. It's harder than the AOL time merger, uh, time uh, Warner merger. But Charlotte Wilder will join us Wednesday. She will be, I don't want to say the third wheel because we're all equals here, Dave, right? That's going to be fun. That's correct. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon about this. I've been a fan of uh, of Wilder over the last, I don't, you know, discovered her, I don't know, year and a half or two. You I didn't, dis discover didn't discover her. her. I, I Come on. Her. You're saying you discovered her? No, you're right. Okay. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm over the moon about this. I think it's going to be, uh, I think she's going to be a marvelous right. addition. If you're aware of her at all on social media, yeah. she's really funny. Um, Absolutely. On top of, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a lot. Comes of to us from Fox Sports Digital, uh, Sports Illustrated. She's done it all. Um, uh, yeah. It's all happening, it's Cousin Sal. It's all coming fun. together. Jim Cunningham, I hope you don't creep around with that mustache. Is there any way we can get you to shave it or do we keep it? I, I don't know. I don't want to scare her away the first day. No, everybody loves it. But I didn't want to point out before because I hate to correct someone, especially Damashek. <laughs> but since it was the New York Post that he was misquoting, oh. uh, they didn't talk about Cocoon and the oatmeal ads for Wilfred Brimley. They mentioned Cocoon and I, I don't know if you could see it. The diabetes ads is what they put <laughs> yeah, in the right. headline, which is even better. <laughs> because he would say diabetes, right? And that became like a famous uh, meme. Became, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Wilford. Thank you for that correction. <laughs> Dave, anything to plug real quick? Monday through Friday, Fox Bet Live. That's for me. At the Cousin Sal. What do you got? davesofthunder.com or anywhere you find your podcasts or check out the YouTube, uh, all the action mm -hmm. now available on YouTube and uh, good sports every day with uh, with our pal Adam Carolla as well. All right. And for Dave Damashek, I'm Cousin Sal, cashing out. <laughs> all right, I'll work. <laughs>